Greg, it's time to reboot the Mummy franchise. Oh, good. So it's been a while. It's been like what, like fifteen years. So how about so how we we we, we taken in a different direction? So instead, looks like kind of jovial, like family archaeologist. We have like uh, like a soldier of fortune who is like uh, kind of like, but he steals artifacts uh-huh. and he teams up with this pretty girl and they actually unearth the mummy. Right. Who is this old kind of like Egyptian evil queen warrior princess who's going to take over the world and she's going to have a gnarly dagger with a, with a ruby thing and it's going to be, she's going to have like four eyes and there's going to oh. be like, like she, rats and, and crows and clouds of faces and Tom Cruise and I'm gonna. I want Alex Kurtzman to get it, too, because what? he's done. Alex Kurtzman, Greg. No. Yes. No. This is this. No. He'll be great. No. Where are you going? No, I refuse. No. Fuck this shit. Fuck. Where? No. Alex I Kurtzman. think he means he has some notes. Welcome to a welcome to a very special edition of the I Have Some Notes podcast. Where we're doing something we've never done before. My name is Colin. I'm Greg Beaver. I'm Scott C. Bourgeois. I'm Mark Jowett. So, what makes this episode unique about the I Have Some Notes podcast is typically when we do a podcast, we we take a movie that's been out for maybe a year, maybe it's on DVD, maybe it's been out for a bunch of years, like Mortal Kombat. Today, friends. The four of us, with like literally in the last few hours, went to a movie theater, had some good popcorn, and watched The Mummy. We spent mummy. <laughs> we spent money to see The Mummy. <laughs> ah, we there didn't we spend money. Mark and I saw it free. Oh, did thanks, you really? Thanks to some coupons. I, oh. considered, I considered using a gift card, and <laughs> on the way in I mentioned that I uh, thought against it because I was like, no. Someone's gift to me yes. should not have been seeing the mummy. <laughs> this is the, this is the uh, obviously the the very recent. Uh, this is the the reboot. This is the first film in the Universal Studios Dark Universe uh, movie universe, complete with full title, yep. complete with full title. In that, literally, the Dark Universe comes up on the screen in giant letters yeah. before the film starts. Yeah. Uh, starring starring everyone's favorite Tom Cruise, uh, Annabelle uh, Wallace, Sylvia Boutella, Jack Johnson, Courtney B. Vance. Uh, Marwan Kanzari and Russell Crowe. Sophia Boutella, by the way, is actually like standout in the movie. I oh yeah, she was, she was really quite good. good. She was really good. I just want to go on record right up front <laughs> saying she was pretty good in what was. Yeah. There's a few people yeah. who are giving it a good effort. Lots of people <laughs> trying hard. <laughs> I thought Russell Crowe was giving it a good shot. I would agree. Yeah, actually, yeah. 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 And like Tom Cruise was okay. He, he was, was Tom, Tom Cruisey. Tom, Tom Cruise. Yeah. He he played the role his of Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise thing, yeah. very very well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the, this so this movie was uh, directed by Alex Kurtzman, uh, whom uh, was uh, also was uh, known for co-writing the scripts for Transformers, The Amazing Spider-Man Two. Uh, he was involved in Star Trek Beyond or the Star no. Trek films. Star the Trek Beyond one. was the okay one, and the reason why is because Alex Kurtzman had nothing to do with it. He's a hack writer. <laughs> Fucking Craig, hate him. Craig does not like Alex Kurtzman. <laughs> Partly because like some, the Amazing Spider-Man Two is like one of the worst superhero movies I've ever seen. Yeah, and now you've seen the Mummy, which is also a pretty terrible superhero. Movie. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, because I would liken it to a really bland Halloween-themed superhero movie. Yes. And I think, and that, that basically, if that's the tone that they're setting for the rest of their shared universe, then it's going to be a Halloween-themed superhero yeah. shared universe. We should, uh, we should, uh, sorry, Mark, we should, we should set up, I should say right off the top, uh, spoilers, holy crap, are we going to spoil this movie? So yeah. if you actually want to see this and don't want to spoil, you should probably turn off right now and go listen to a previous episode of I Have Some Notes. There's lots of good ones. The good news is, this, <laughs> this episode will remain in your podcast in queue indefinitely so yes. you can go see the movie and yeah, then immediately yeah. come back and listen to yeah, it for sure. right. without missing anything. Or I mean, we'll, to everything that we if say. you don't want to see it, which we also recommend, <laughs> uh, you know, you can just uh, listen carefully because we'll, we'll, we'll go through the plot a little bit for you so yeah. you'll be able to follow along. We'll ruin yeah. the whole thing for you so you don't <laughs> yeah. have to watch yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, basically. So, uh, like, so I'll, can we at least kind of set, set kind of the stage for kind of what's happening in this? So... Um, so it's set in present. Well, it's obviously set in present time. It's not like the previous. It has no relation to the previous mummy movies. We'll say nope. that this is this is a complete. No. Aside from one call out where oh, yeah. the the Book of the Dead shows up from the Brendan Fraser mummy. Yeah, 
but otherwise it's it's completely detached. Um, our hero Tom Cruise, uh, who whose character is essentially just Tom Cruise, uh, basically. He's so I I'm still see. So here's the problem. We just saw this movie. I'm still trying to process what just happened. And the more I think about, the more I'm confused. It's so, a little bit like a mugging. Yeah, <laughs> like you got to take an hour or two to just like work exactly. it through, what and you're out a little bit of money. Yeah, like, <laughs> may have got brain damage. I'm so not sure. yeah. Um, yeah, I have yeah, my brain so my well, You, you mentioned uh, earlier about setting the, the theme for the universe. Yeah. And the, the one that I noticed, like to a distracting degree, the theme seems to be we really want a shared universe. Yeah. Like that yeah. more than anything is the theme of this universe. They spend a lot of time not making a mummy movie, mm. but making a movie that tells you about their shared universe. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is supposed to contain, supposedly supposed to contain all of their, cla- like the classic Hollywood monsters yep. of. Like so, the mummy. Uh, so they made reference to mummy to vampires, probably Dracula, um, creature of the Black Lagoon. Oh yeah. See, I, and that some I don't have any like reference to it. Oh all. man, I need to bring it over sometimes. Oh, yeah. it's it's a classic. Um, it's great. You know, probably I'm probably I'm sure Frankenstein's in there somewhere. Oh yeah. Isn't Wolfman? Yep, Wolfman. Does he even get kicked in the nards or something? <laughs> that's uh, that's Monster Squad. But hey, that might be part that of the shared universe too. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. Let's reboot that. Why not? That's the original. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Let's let's do. Who wants to kind of take a stab at the plot? Because my brain. So of, my Tom brain Cruise's started. character's name is Nick, right? I think so. Nick yes. Morton. Yeah, he and his uh, his comedy sidekick uh, decide. Nick from New Girl. <laughs> yeah, everyone is Nick. called Nick in this basically. Muscle <laughs> yeah. uh, Cooper is Nick Fury. It's as far just, as everyone's it's all Nicks. Anyway. Yeah. They're they're both Nick and Nick. They're both U.S. soldiers, and uh, they're in Iraq. Yeah. And they're uh, doing some treasure hunting. They're supposed to be off on reconnaissance, but they've, they're basically what they do is they get to archaeological sites, steal some stuff. The insurgents go and wreck the archaeological site, which covers their tracks yeah. effectively. Yeah. Um, so they but they get in a little over their heads this time and they get kind of caught out. And uh, then this archaeologist lady shows up. I don't recall her name. Um, Jenny. Jenny. Jenny's yeah, her yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise shouts it enough. You'd think yeah. I would remember yeah. it. <laughs> Uh, she shows up and reveals that they had the tip off to go to this site because they had uh, Tom Cruise, Nick had stolen a map from her. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that during the airstrike, they call in to get rid of the insurgents. They open up a cave, which leads into a tomb. Yeah. Uh, a tomb that we know from the from the little uh, cold open. The cold open uh, is in fact the tomb of uh, a mummy that uh, is our titular mummy. Yeah. Who is uh, an Egyptian Amanet. princess, yeah. Uh, Amanet? Yeah, uh, an Egyptian princess who made a pact with basically Egyptian devil. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and killed her family, and then got kind of caught by good guys yeah. and buried alive as a warning for a thousand generations not to consort with evil. I guess. Yeah, uh, and Tom Cruise lets her out because yeah, essentially he's a smart guy. And he wants some treasure, so yeah. he lets her out. Yeah. He also lets her out in a very strange way because she's kind of being held in place by like this ancient device that only exists in movies where they build these elaborate trap devices. Yeah. <laughs> and like he literally gets a warning from Jenny about hey, how dangerous it is, and like this is designed to keep someone in, and blah blah blah. blah. And then he just shoots it <laughs> for no discernible reason. He's like, uh, "This might as well happen now." Blam! And then it's that's that. Yeah, it Tom like, Cruise like, knew that the go? plot needed to go, yeah, yeah. and so yeah. he shot the plot he's looking at his watch we're like come on i'm bored (laughs) bam so 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 they kind of so the mummy starts to creep out but the mummy sort of latches herself onto tom cruise onto nick we go you let me out and so there is this kind of this plane crash that tom cruise supposed to be killed in but he's alive because he's cursed. Because he's cursed. The, now, the plane. No, it is actually a plot point. Which actually plane, sounds more like he's he's not cursed. Yeah. <laughs> the because uh, the, they 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 raise the the tomb out of the hole and they are flying it back and it crashes over London, um, which is kind of a plot point because it crashes near uh, the abbey where the ceremonial dagger was taken by like crusaders. Yeah. That she needs in order to complete yeah. the ritual to turn her chosen one into the physical embodiment of Egyptian the devil. <laughs> Egyptian the devil. <laughs> and, yeah. So it's all about keeping away from, like, yeah, this dagger and this gem. And the, and the gem that is part of the dagger that was separated from it by other crusaders. Yeah. There was also a, part, or a few parts in this movie that was sort of involuntarily making me laugh in this. Um, every time, like, Tom Cruise sees, like, the sarcophagus that she's buried in, he has these, like, weird, like, flashbacks. They're basically just, like, plot exposition where he, like, flashes back to seeing the princess and, yeah. like, lots of flashbacks to him banging her mm. in his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, we'll just, <laughs> we'll just move on from that. Yeah. But, um, 
I had this, it was making me laugh because like he had such a weird look in his face the first time it happened that like in my head, it, I sort of like substituted this plot that like he'd forgotten to take his blood pressure medication was having like a series of minor strokes. <laughs> and then it like kept getting funnier because he kept doing it and he had like a weirder look on his face every time. And there's like a bit at the end where he has like a massive flashback. And yeah. in my head, I'm like, oh, this is the big one. <laughs> <laughs> so if I was like giggling in the theater to myself, that's why, because I was pitching, like I had this like separate plot line running in my head. And just like, it kept building on itself in the best way. It was like amazing. So part of the reason the plane crashes is because comedy sidekick has died because he got bitten by a spider in the tomb. Yeah, and somehow that also cursed him, and he was like, he he goes, he he dies, and then he comes back and kills a whole bunch of people on the plane. And he got a bad curse. Yeah. Not the good Tom Cruise and, curse. And nobody notices that he's clearly not well, despite yeah. the fact that he's got, like, veins of poison running through his face yeah. before he dies. Um, and then the plane crashes, and uh, Tom Cruise has his usual Tom Cruise stunt in a movie where he tumbles around inside a, an, airplane. an airplane that's hurtling out of control, and he gets Jenny out on a parachute, and then it crashes, and he miraculously survives. Yeah. He wakes up in the morgue hours later. Yeah. Yeah. Also a continuing Tom Cruise theme lately. He seems to die in all his films and then come back again. I don't know yeah. why that, that seems to be like, like a, a recurring thing? thing. Oh, God. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, no. Um <laughs> Yeah, so so at that point it's the there's this so there's those are so there's two plots there's the plot of of trying to stop the mummy from gathering these two pieces of this gem this gem and this dagger because if she stabs Tom Cruise that Tom Cruise becomes the Egyptian devil this is as I understand it correct yep. yeah yes something good so far but yeah. so so that's all fine that would be a movie right there but no you have to introduce, introduce. also to add to that um, the dagger and the gem are separate. Yeah, and, but they have yeah, to be yeah. together to work, and for some reason they decide to scatter them like within walking distance. From each other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they're about you're twenty not, minutes apart. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tur- it turns out that the the mummy herself has has crashed the plane on purpose because she wanted because the the plane was basically flying over the dagger, which is immensely convenient. <laughs> sure, <Yeah>. why not? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, uh, and she can she can like life force suck. Uh, people's energy out yeah. and turn them into like sub mummies yeah, who are under her control. Yeah. He starts to uh, uh, suck people's uh, life out and, and regenerate herself, much like the original, uh, or not the original mummy, but the the uh, Brendan Fraser uh, mummy. Brendan Fraser yeah. mummy. Yeah. Uh, and then they become also, shambling zombie minions yeah. of hers. Yeah. yeah, and it also turns out that she that Tom Cruise is is unwittingly drawn to her, and he uh, goes to find her. Uh, which is her whole plan because uh, she's chosen Tom Cruise to uh, be the uh, host of the Devil's Set, right? And she uh, wants draws him to the church in which the dagger resides, and then she tries to kill him. Sidebar. <laughs> Osiris is the god of the dead in Egyptian <laughs> mythology, not Set. They continuously upset. call okay. Set the yeah. god of the dead. He is certainly a devil figure in egyptian mythology but he right. is but osiris is the death god and it just it made me angry every time they said it and they say it so often <laughs> i don't really sort of know anything about egyptian mythology but i just assumed everything and that was incorrect like no, I just went, and that's the assumption to assume. like, yeah. that is safe yeah. so, anytime they said they were actually like, that's probably not real uh i will also say there during that whole sequence where tom cruise gets drawn to the abbey where she's kind of hiding out so that she can use the dagger on him, and then she realizes the gem isn't there, and there's this weird sort of mummy chase that happens. There's there's a legitimately, like, the one moment in the movie that I thought was legitimately smart is he hops in an ambulance to get away from her, and he and Jenny are driving away, and he's like, no, there's a highway this way, we're going to get out of here, and then they're back at the Abbey, and because she's been trying to explain to him that He's drawn to the mummy. Yeah. And he's like, that's ridiculous. And they stop right in front of the abbey where the mummy is standing there. And he's like, oh, crap, I'm drawn to the mummy. That was the one comedic beat that actually landed for me. So, yeah. so this was just like a regular movie. This would actually be your plot of movie right here. That'd be it. You'd be kind of, all right, you can get to play with that a little bit. Extrapolate some things. Yeah. Uh, but no, because it's the dark universe, because every movie's got to be a franchise. They have to throw in this <laughs> other uh, little sidebar of basically this kind of like monster paramilitary scientist covert group that hunts monsters essentially shield but for yeah, like monster, monsters monster shield or as yeah. Scott says, monster shield is a good way to describe yeah, it actually yeah which instead of being led by dr nick fury it's led by Do- uh, monster hey, nick wait, fury is nick fury a doctor that's i think yeah, <laughs> he, he is be, now he's a doctor <laughs> of kicking ass <laughs> uh, instead of uh, dr nick fury it's uh Dr. Jekyll, actually. Yes. Yeah. And in all the connotations you would think that is. 
Yeah, they uh, they blow their Dr. Jekyll wad right up front. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, there yeah. is no, like, sly reveal of Mr. Hyde yeah. or anything. Nope. You get to see Mr. Hyde like now, eight seconds after you meet. Dr. I will say Jekyll. this: this was actually the part of the movie I liked the most. Actually, when Mr. Hyde came out, this was played by Russell Crowe because it was kind of like, okay, like someone looks like they're having fun, and he did yeah. look like he was kind of yeah, having fun. Yeah, Mr. Hyde instantly is just Russell Crowe doing like uh, Sean Pertwee South London accent. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. It's yeah, the same. yeah, which, just... which, man, maybe that's you know that's my Canadian just showing, but that entertained <laughs> me. So it was like, oh, he changed, he changed his accent slightly. <laughs> yeah, yay! Uh, so Jenny, it turns out, was working for oh, yeah. Dr. Jekyll's yeah. Monster Society. Jenny's in this thing the whole time, but we haven't mentioned, yeah. which speaks a lot to her character. Yeah. And uh, so she manages to rope in, or they get they get saved from the mummy by the Monster Hunting Society, who take the mummy and Tom Cruise into, like, custody. Yeah. They shoot and her in the neck with a dart thing, because she has, for some reason, is vulnerable to only darts. Uh, that seems to be the case, because <laughs> that's how she was subdued in ancient there, times, yeah. too. There, there's there's the no the monster neck, shield heli carry, though. Assuming they just have Well, that we've seen yet. <laughs> yeah. Let's be yeah. fair, there's, like, 12 more movies coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, and then... That starts to well, well they basically we... like the the prodigium this the the monster shield uh they they capture <laughs> the mummy uh the the they uh try and encase her in mercury right to hold her down that's what they were doing in the original tomb i guess or whatever we completely skipped there's, over yeah, that yeah there's there's a yeah. there's a comment I mean, at one point that mercury is used to like contain evil spirits according to ancient yeah, egyptian yeah. Mythology or something, but essentially, yeah. like, there's not too much to it after that. The, no. Like, basically, basically, the mummy escapes from Prodigium as you would expect. Uh, they have to go uh, find her and kill her, and in the end, there has to be some Tom Cruise. Yeah, in yep. the end, uh, uh, Jenny uh, uh, ends up uh, dead because she has drowned in the to- in the tomb, uh, and the uh, mummy and Tom Cruise fight. Yeah, they, and then he sacrifices himself and becomes a god. And then he uh, apparently uh, becoming a god allows him to uh, bring people back from the dead, and he he saves his love interest. And also, comedy relief guy from oh yeah, and enslaves his best yeah, friend for so eternity. Many, so, <laughs> so even maybe like so, let's even start right there as far as like kind of like like what the hell just happened. So the whole point of this movie was to prevent the mummy. From stabbing Tom Cruise with the magic dagger, so that he doesn't become Egyptian the devil. Egyptian the devil. And so the resolution to this is Tom Cruise taking the dagger and stabbing himself yeah. to become Egyptian the devil. And so he's become the itch and the yeah, but with a conscience because then he smashes the dagger uh, and beats up the away, mummy, beats up the mummy, sucks the life out of her, and brings Jenny back to life. Yep. And then and then and then brings his, his friend, friend. back to yeah. life, yeah. which and I then, feel is like lost the over. But like over. the the last shot of the movie is like literally him being like, "Wow, thanks for bringing me back to life, Tom Cruise." <laughs> and then he just like Tom Cruise just like fucks off on a horse and he like has to follow him. And I'm like, "Wow, you just put that guy back to life for eternity and like just he's your slave yeah. now." And so, that's the happy ending. Uh, what the hell did he watch? Like, but, like he literally says like, "Thanks for bringing me back." Yeah, to life. yeah like, it's so the, on the nose. Well, bring me back and all. Everything in this movie is so on the nose. Everyone's describing everything they're doing. In there's, there's a pretty, lack of subtlety. Yeah, pretty great detail. And we also get um, a lot of flashbacks. Like, the <laughs> the opening scene, well, we see it three times. It begins with yeah. Russell Crowe saying it's a story lost to legend and buried forever, and then he tells us the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not very well buried. <laughs> no, and not he, opens, but... he opens and closes that whole story with the same line. Yeah. About, uh, something about... Um, some bullshit some about bu- some, like some, de- some, some dead things don't stay buried or something yeah. like that. <laughs> well, and you're absolutely right, because Tom Cruise keeps having flashbacks to that same... Like, nothing new is revealed in the weird no, flashbacks no. he's having. Yeah. It's all to the exact same stuff Russell Crowe expositioned to us at the beginning. Yeah. So I'm almost curious if that was like... They had originally put in all that flashback stuff as an intention to show the backstory, and then like partway through production, we're like, eh, "It'd just be easier if we tell everybody up front," yeah. and then well, tagged that on up front. They or tell what's it, going on? There? They tell it in a really weird way. Like the whole opening of the movie is is it feels like it's in the wrong order for how you would want to do a movie <laughs> like this, right? Because you would normally like if you had a big long backstory to tell about your villain, you would just that would be your cold open. And then the t- you know you get the title the mummy, but we get this kind of like this weird like um, open where there's like a, a, a drill that's going that's tunneling out like they're tun- they're making a new tunnel for the tube I guess in I London. Guess. They also and- saying that it's like the largest construction project in Europe or something, and then he says like twenty miles. <laughs> 
we like forgot about the channel, yeah. did we? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure like they're building much bigger stuff than that. I'm sure somewhere. So. But anyway, that's yeah. Yeah, but they they break into like a tomb, and then there's this whole like bit where um, there's like a run of like uh, newscasters talking about the found tomb. My favorite thing. And then ah. and then. <laughs> Uh, there's people inside the tomb. I thought they were archaeologists or something like that, but then uh, Russell Crowe and his goons show up, and and they say, the first thing they say is, the train's been rerouted. You guys got to get out. And I was like, so those were all train workers? Like, what are they doing in a tomb? Like, wow. They're just like, what job are they performing there? Like, for two weeks while the press is reporting on this, like, a bunch of construction workers are just stumbling around in the archaeological find of the century. (laughs) So when they're just like, where's the train tube? So so, I can't find it. So so I did like that. So so presumably this, like, the the time that this movie takes place is really a short time. Like, maybe, like, what, a couple days, maybe a week? Uh, Maybe. So later on the movie, when they actually go back for, like, the climax... They actually have this giant steel door erected uh, in this tunnel. Yeah. And there's like a full, it's like fully <laughs> finished and lit and stuff like that. So is that like the monster squad put that in, or they like, do seem to have unlimited resources? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just just have. There's yeah. also a weird bit where like someone challenges Russell Crowe to what he's doing there, and he just like gives him an envelope, and yeah, the guy here. walks away. He doesn't mm-hmm. open it; he just carries the envelope <laughs> off, and then it's resolved. That's it. Uh, oh, this looks official. I yeah, better get out of here. Seal on it. I have I a note leave. from the doctor. I was also <laughs> yeah. curious how secret this monster hunting society is supposed to be. Like how how beyond the behind the veil is this evil like world of monsters from reality as people know it like are people just aware that there's gilman and werewolves in this world because at one point the mummy like explodes downtown london yeah to create a sandstorm (laughs) out of all the glass and that's going to be hard to cover up yeah Yeah. because (laughs) millions of people saw it happen she's literally walking down the middle of the street yes so like that's it's hard to like men in black like instagramming that shit yeah it's hard to men in black that and just be like nothing to see here just some swamp gas like i also sort of question the judgment of having uh dr jackal be in charge of it because it seems like he can't go for more than like half an hour without turning into mr hyde (laughs) and mr hyde is clearly field missions yeah it's it's clearly going to be a problem yeah yeah that's (laughs) That seems probably he also has to like keep shooting up with this like medicine that stops him turning into like Mr. Hyde, but like with a needlessly elaborate medicine gun. Oh yeah, he's yeah. like this four j- things loaded his, into it. Yeah, it takes forever to load up. J- like reason. super giant like space needle. It's like just like, it's, like I, a big can of Pringles. You can't have like a diabetes pump or something. Yeah. I, think, going, I like, think to the movie's credit, I think because he has to. I noticed because it has like because uh, it has four needles on it, right? Mm. But he only uses one at a time, and I think the reason for it is it's like it's like a cartridge, so he loads it up and then he he only has to use one. To keep himself going every yeah, but then he seems to reload all four every time he needs it for some yeah, reason. Yeah. Why does that? <laughs> Just to make it take longer. I'm yeah, sure. he seems like he seems like he was kind of ill prepared that last time mm. when he did turn into Mister Hyde because like yeah. he should have had like you should always have it loaded like load it if it's yeah if it's like that big of a deal yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe turn it into an inhaler. He's sitting there like know. fumbling it around with it and stuff like that. Or like while you're indoors, just have like one of those things at the hospital, like the We should we should also mention that the Monster Hunting Society does have an agenda. A slightly suspect agenda, at least well, it seems agenda? on the surface. What's the agenda? Their plan was to uh, contain and dissect them. They're like, for those of you who are aware of of the internet, there's they're totally SCPing this stuff, uh, where they're going to like contain the mummy indefinitely and dissect it to understand what it's about. But in the meantime, yeah. they want to complete the ritual that the mummy wants to do on Tom Cruise, so that they can put the Egyptian devil in Tom Cruise and then contain him as well. Okay, yeah. In order to, like, stop the proliferation of evil. And on the surface, that seems like a really great idea, but obviously Tom Cruise and Jenny both have a problem with that because she's in love with him. Romantic subplot. Yeah. And and they kind of throw a spanner in the works. Why is she in love with him, by the way? Because because he's Tom Cruise. She kept ripping on him for being an inadequate lover. Well, yeah, well, that was like, then their relationship is basically they slept together and then three days later they meet again at that tomb. Well, let's be fair, she's like maybe 30 and he's almost 60. So, yeah, so, I mean. so, so fun fact. Uh, so, you know, so Tom Cruise is obviously the action hero in this movie, and Russell Crowe is like is the the aged, you know, a little bit Russell overweight. Crowe is younger than Tom. Yeah, Cruise. younger Crowe is, is yeah. two years younger. than And Tom at Cruise. one point, actually calls him young man in the movie. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Tom Cruise just refuses to get old. Yeah, uh, doesn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're kind of right. It's a weird love story that blossoms out of like antagonism and mm. them knowing each other for like six minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely. It <laughs> and feels they, like... and they spend a lot of time 
<laughs> with that whole thing about him being an inadequate lover. They like, come back to it later. In the first 20 yeah. minutes of the movie, they keep bringing it up. And on the plane, like, he revisits it for no reason. Like, well, in the middle yeah. of another conversation about the plot. And I, and I, like, I kind of wonder whether that's, that maybe that's one of the big problems here. Well, there's lots of problems, but it's like, <laughs> if you're, if you're going to focus this much on them and their relationship and this couple, you have kind of have to make them the audience is going to connect to. And you you don't because you probably you, I think everyone everyone I think now gives Tom Cruise a pass for like the Mission Impossible movies because they're fun movies but there's really no romantic subplots anymore. It's just Tom Cruise being Superman. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruising. Tom yeah, Tom yeah. Cruise, Tom Cruising, right? <laughs> and so, but now that they've kind of re- tried to reintroduce that, so now you've got okay, you got Tom Cruise, old man Tom Cruise, who's the oldest person on the screen, <laughs> other than the Mummy. Um, yeah, but it's like I think if you're gonna you're gonna have the kind of like that kind of fun, wacky kind of antagonistic kind of romantic subplot, you have to have two people that you like, and you never really get a chance to like either either of them because you don't know anything about. Well, them. they they imply that they have a relationship, you know, before they before we meet Jenny, but like you know, it's almost like they, we get introduced to Jenny like halfway through a romantic subplot. Like yeah, they they haven't had like any sort of like meet cute or anything like that. We didn't get to see like a fun scene where. Uh, Tom Cruise steals the plans, yeah. that, or the map. Sorry, that she had to this this um, prison tomb. Yeah, kind of thing. So like, you kind of you kind of miss out on all the impetus of a, of a romantic yeah. You never really they never really cover like why she would be attracted to him in the first place. Like she just shows up mad at him for like sleeping with her and yeah, stealing yeah, yeah. her map. Yeah. But they never explain like why that happened in the first place or what it was about yeah. him that she liked. And we get yeah. introduced and to her in like, like, in like the yeah. stupidest way possible, which is like kind of like a trope now where, he, <laughs> where she just like walks up and slaps him and like, yeah, like, literally oh. the first thing she does on screen yeah. is walk up to him yeah, and punches yeah. him. Yeah. In the face, and she yeah. kind of comes out of nowhere. Like it's edited so poorly. And it's just like, it's just, <laughs> just boof. Like, He's what? in the middle of talking. She's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Almost. And like, yeah, the army shows up and just like this woman just pops out and just like, Hey, I'm not part of the army, but yeah, I was confused about that because she, she says she just she says like he, he slept with me at the hotel and 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 like I'm like how did you catch up to him in an insurgent territory in Iraq when you were <laughs> yes. previously just like hanging out at a hotel and if and God, like you don't have like an army behind you and so you don't, don't have the map that was leading you to where he now yeah, is because like, he stole it from so you. many things wrong with what's happening here I also wasn't sure exactly like it took me a long time to dial in on what Tom Cruise's job was because they never really explained it at first like at first I thought he was an archaeologist explain it to me I don't know what his job well at first I thought he was an archaeologist that could call in an airstrike somehow <laughs> Because that seems to be what happens at the beginning. Yeah. And then the army show up and they tell you he's in the army. And then they fly away. But then the plane crashes and he never gets called back to the army or no one ever checks up on him. Like oh, yeah. the US army doesn't come up to see what happened. Yeah, yeah he just like, totally disappears. He, he seems to have complete autonomy. He doesn't yeah. have to like do anything the military wants him to do at all. They yeah. barely mention that he's in the army after the plane well, crash. Well, and they, they kind of treat like him being dead and coming back to life as kind of like, oh... Like yeah, no one, like no one like, else is free. Like they're like, oh, that's yeah. weird. Like Scott mentioned, like you know, if you have London explode in a sea of like sand, stormy glass, I'm sure even prior to that, something would have gone up. Like, holy shit, this guy died in a plane crash, and now he's literally walking around. You know, I've noticed in superhero movies in general now that like um, characters' reactions to like things that should be crazy to the normal eye is sort of like been toned down, and <laughs> yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think at least part of that is maybe because writers are starting to understand that like the audiences aren't surprised by that so maybe they're writing to the audience on that kind of thing so like when someone comes back to life and someone doesn't react to it like i don't know maybe they just figure out audiences will accept it i also like that they kind of set that up right at the start like they the first like the shared universe thing assuming this is like the first serious attempt at that um the literally the very first character they have that starts is a guy who can bring people back to life. So they've already like they've already got that out of the way that like no death in any future movie has. Any yeah, there's no stakes. Like yeah. that's already yeah. out the window completely. So yeah. I like that they didn't mess around with that. And they're just like, yeah, nobody dies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one one other thing, really quick, was the monster hunting squad based at like the London Museum? I think so. Oh yeah, because that seems right like there, right? a really <laughs> terrible place to be containing like monsters next to all the artifacts next, they need not and, and not <laughs> only the, next to all the artifacts they need but also like t- 12 feet underneath uh the public yeah. who are just wandering around <laughs> unaware that in, there are draculas underneath let's, their feet let's, like but in the, in, a, in the most, most populous areas in the world yep. surrounded by humans yep there's <laughs> nothing could and possibly of, go wrong and lots of glass to turn into like sandstorms just nothing could go wrong yeah 
Is there anything we liked about this movie before we start to fix the, it? I mentioned that one comedic beat. Okay, the plane yeah. crash sequence I thought yeah. looked pretty cool. Like where they're like the plane's crashing and everyone's like upside down and stuff. Yeah, that's that pretty cool. That, yeah, that yeah. sequence was really strong. I think the I didn't I didn't necessarily mind the the action fight in the in the church that led to the the sort of uh, ambulance police chase or ambulance car chase rather. Yep. That was kind of okay, that whole sequence there. And I will say that overall, I have no problem with the cast. I mostly have a problem with their direction yeah, and their script really, and how they were shot. It really feels yeah. like a wasted cast. Like, no one did a very... Don't, like, there's no, no, no one did a he, bad Like, we've job. been bagging on Tom Cruise a bit, but honestly, he's no worse in this movie than yeah. he is in any yeah, other movie you've seen him in Cruise 10 years. Thing, yeah. 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 It's, the, it's the direction that's really making his performance seem think, a lot more flatter than I think. I think, and the, just like, and the overwhelming desperation to make it a shared yeah. universe. Like, that was, like in the, I said it before, but it was distracting me from the film at times. They were yeah. trying so hard. Yeah. Just, yeah. I thought the, the, uh, the mummy looked pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the, I, I the design, the girl that. mummy as well, is a nice kind of different twist mm-hmm. because yeah. they've mostly featured like boy mummies in yeah. most of the previous mummy movies. So, and the part where she like eats those uh, ambulance men or whatever when they first find the body, and she like eats them and starts like growing flesh back in her bones. That was kind of cool for like a PG thirteen horror thing. Like I was like, that's pretty gross for a PG. Like that was yeah. nicely creepy. Well, yeah, and it, well, yeah. Maybe we should just kind of quickly touch on like. The movie never decides what movie it wants to be. Mm. Is it is it is it a horror movie? Is it an action thriller? Is, is it, it an action comedy? Is it an action comedy? Is it is it a superhero movie? Is it a yeah. superhero movie? It's got it's got the big set pieces of a, super, a big superhero movie and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's very very confusing. It it's, feels a little bit all over the place. Tonally, yes, it's kind of muddled. Yeah. I, I, one thing I did I did like, and maybe not kind of ironically, <laughs> was. After Tom Cruise has sort of become the mummy, and we're getting like this this ramp up to like you know someday we'll have to call on him again, you know to, we need monsters to fight monsters, and we get that scene at the end where Tom Cruise is uh, galloping off towards the with his friend the, slave. the pyramids for <laughs> yeah. some reason. Yeah, uh, and he the first shot is him like picking up I don't know was he clawing his hand through sand or something yeah, like that, yeah, but he's yeah. got bandages on his hands. Yeah, and it's like. He's like he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't need. He would never. He, why think, would he have bandages? Think, he looked perfectly fine. He didn't turn into a monster. They were trying to do do a thing. Uh, we may touch this on a, on a future episode of, of Side Notes or something where um, the the new requirement for all action movie slash superheroes is fingerless gloves. <laughs> so they just tried to give him. He's wearing fingerless gloves at the start of the movie. And at the end of the movie, he's wearing just slightly cooler, gnarlier, <laughs> rap bandaged wrap with weird things on his fingers. Fingerless gloves. Yeah. Also, the movie ends with him outrunning another sandstorm for no reason. Well, was no, it's following him. He's, it creating, he's creating it. it. Oh, is he? Because, yeah. he, <laughs> okay. because now he is the mummy. Yeah. He is. Oh, why, yeah. why was he creating it? I don't know. Okay. Cool. This is cool. <laughs> oh, it's cool, <laughs> Mark. Okay. Because it looks awesome. Okay. Yeah. But Did I mean, you like, not don't understand? Don't with, you... the, with the music swelling up, it's cool, well, man. I thought he was going to explore the pyramids. So, like, why would you want a sandstorm when you're exploring stuff? You can't see what's he's got. He's got to explore them in secret. I, I, maybe. Maybe he's trying to kill his friends so he can bring him back also, again to put also, him in his place. Also, a little unclear. Is he going back to tomb robbing? Like, is that what he's doing? Oh, yeah. I guess so. And also, like, haven't we already explored all the pyramids? Like, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. Why we is know, that? He's like, because he says to, to his friend, like, do you want a little? What's where's your sense of adventure? Let's go to like the biggest touristy place in Egypt. Maybe there's pyramids uh, we didn't know about in he's found a new like, one. in in southwestern Saskatchewan <laughs> in the desert there or something. Well, I think we should uh, we should maybe take a moment and think about how we would fix this. Yes, movie. we'll take a short break and we'll be right back. We're just gonna gather our thoughts, whatever thoughts we have left. <laughs> uh, and there's also we'll... a sandstorm coming that we'll oh, yeah, right in a few minutes. So yeah, right, we'll be right back. You are alive because you were chosen. Chosen. By what? Evil. The ultimate evil. Legend has it she's a being of unimaginable powers. Now she's using you to regain them. <laughs> oh my God. She will not stop. Until she has remade our world into her own. Welcome back to this very special edition of uh, I Have Some Notes. Uh, coming, well, it's almost live. Well, it's very recent. We just watched The Mummy. We're still very confused by it. Still I'm processing still, it, really. I don't know, yeah. It's, yeah, my head hurts. 
I can, all I can see is flashbacks of Tom Cruise sprinting. So much sprinting. <laughs> um, but we talked about the movie in the first half of kind of just kind of all the zaniness. Let's see if we can make this a good movie? Question mark? An adequate movie? Yeah. yeah let's, maybe, let's not maybe, set the bar maybe, too maybe, high. Maybe good <laughs> this is too is, much. This is a little bit of a departure, too, because normally uh, just a little peek behind the curtain here. Uh, when Greg and Colin come up with an episode and they pitch it to us in the peanut gallery who are joining them on the show, uh, we have time to like watch the movie ahead of time. Come, come to the table with some ideas, Do some homework. That is that is out the window. This <laughs> yeah, episode, yeah. we are going to be brainstorming yeah. this, this is all live as you listen this is to it. This is improv. <laughs> I'm fairly comfortable with this because I genuinely, generally don't do work. any <laughs> I don't do any work anyway. So it's like yeah, I don't do any prep. Uh, so where do we want to start? So we want to basically. <coughs> Excuse me. Choke no no cough button. <laughs> it's all going in the yeah. show. Well, who wants to start? Who's got an idea how to make this better? Well, uh, the first big idea I would have would be don't focus so much on the shared universe. Okay. Dial that down. Uh, focus on making a compelling mummy movie. Because if you can sell us on your mummy movie, we'll come and see the rest of the oh, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, sure, yeah. Have, do what they did with Iron Man. Have the, the shared universe tie-in. Like You can have a couple little seeds here and there. But the big shared universe time, like, have Dr. Jekyll show up at the end of the movie. Yeah, he can just be in the stinger. Yeah, and be like, crap, sorry we showed up late. Normally, my organization deals with containing this stuff. We're super impressed that you, Tom Cruise, managed to do it without us. Here's my card. And then there's the end of the movie. Also, as a side note, we should mention that there's no stinger on the end of this movie. So no, don't sit through the don't, credits. Yeah, we sat through it. Yeah, you don't yeah, need yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, we sat through it so you don't have to. We're, ex- we're expecting <laughs> like the next... You're welcome. We're expecting Dracula to show up or something. There's nothing. No. There's an effort for the Universal theme park. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's so the stinger. If you, so if you really want to stick to it and see that ad, <laughs> go ahead. Um, so, yeah, that would be that would be my first big change is uh, jettison most of the subplot with the Monster Hunting Society and just make a movie about Tom Cruise and his friends. It would, it would certainly help with, um, you know, we said in the like I said in the first half, like it feels like we start the movie a little bit too late kind of thing so certainly you jettison that that bit of it It has more time for a setup where you can you know set up the love interest of tom cruise and 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 set up his character of like he's a thief or or whatever and he's going globe trotting and robbing graves or the other thing you can really do as well is that if you if you kind of eliminate the like the like the yeah the monster hunting society you really put the onus on tom cruise to fix this essentially this is all his fault essentially so yeah of course like saying okay Kate, now I yeah I, I was a bad dude, but now yeah it's my responsibility to kind of un you know to fix what I've done because if I don't now there's ramifications and you know maybe through that that's how he kind of you know evolves as a person as a character and maybe that's where yeah. you know maybe the you know Jenny who you know hates his guts he's okay Kate now she's on board with him trying to help him redeem by redeeming himself you know stopping the mummy and that sort of stuff because that's kind of lost it's just kind of. I think, yeah, that whole, that whole, I think also it might help to. I think that. also it might help to show him successfully be a thief once. Oh yeah, the beginning. Because <laughs> like, because it starts with him like completely fucking up a like a robbery, yeah. and then like he has like basically every time he tries to steal something until the very end, he just, like does it in the most horrible. Yeah, like has the most horrible consequences possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah the movie should so, effectively start with him successfully stealing the mummy's sarcophagus. Yeah. yeah. And, or, or something, and or he, the MacGuffin, or whatever, or, yeah. or the dagger. Yeah, yeah, he could have also stolen that. And Either then that's, thief. And everyone, then that sets everything. It's off. one of the things where like everyone talks about how great a thief he is, but we never actually see it. In the yeah, so and then like, the movie really... makes a big point of of calling him out as a thief at the end, which is mm. supposed to be like an uh, like a circular. Tie but it's a in, very right? informed trait because we never see him successfully. Yeah, thief. they're basically yeah. telling us that he's a thief, but we, yeah, exactly, we don't see it on his on his character specifically. Like, I I don't I really didn't like how muddy his character was to begin with. Like, is he? Is he a thief? Is he an army guy? Is he like an archaeologist guy? Like, who, like the the yeah. whole idea that he was he was using the his position in the army to um, rob um, Iraqis, which kind of maybe is a little tone deaf. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> essentially, he's a criminal. Yeah, like, uh, it, like. Yeah, he should be court-martialed for that. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And his, his, like, commanding officer, like, calls him out on being a thief. And, and then, then sends and then him like, into the team. Yeah, and then it's like, yeah. you just go do what you're going to do. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, the most lax I, army policy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm pretty sure if, if, you, yeah, if, you're, if you're in the military and you're 100 kilometers away from where you're supposed to be, uh, they're not going to be like, oh, silly guy, you're 100 kilometers away. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. um, 
we take that pretty seriously. I, I would actually um, jettison the his relationship to the army completely. Yeah, just and, make him an archaeologist. Yeah, mm. or, or something, or a thief, or, the, or more yeah, of a Nathan Drake a, type, or, right? or like yeah. a, maybe even a soldier of fortune. Yeah, yeah, like he's working for Halliburton or whatever in the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or yeah, or maybe he's maybe he's working un- unknowingly for um, Prodigium, right? He could be that, or something like that. It, just like his that that whole opening relation, it just didn't like it. Just didn't it felt like I didn't understand who he was. Well, and not only mm-hmm. not only that, but as uh, we even mentioned in the first half, Mark was pointing out like his his relationship with the army just like disappears. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. One third of the way through the movie, suddenly the army is just not there anymore and no one cares. Yeah. And so it doesn't serve any purpose in the story that he was a U.S. soldier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it lifts so, right out. Yeah. And it, like if you wanted to have like the whole um, army bit where they come in and, and do their the siege of the town or whatever, like they, they could just be part of Prodigium. And like maybe we like we said, we don't we want to jettison that bit of it, but maybe we don't really know that this is like a secret society until close to the end yeah. of the movie kind of thing. So like, so Jenny is just there. That's like the surrogate for prodigium. And then she brings all these army people in. She's like, we're taking over this, is, you know, when he's trying to steal something. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah. I like that better. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And I think also you can, you could also even like, even just maybe even played up like how, like between Nick and Jenny, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe instead of, you know, of they're actually like rivals, right? So, so Nick is the guy who's like, yeah, he's a soldier of fortune. He's finding his artifacts. So we can sell them and make money and stuff like that. Whereas she's like, no, I'm trying to get these so we can research them. And he's just like, yeah. I don't care about that. Yeah. I just want the money. Yeah. And that sort of thing. I felt that the mummy was too powerful. And the reason why I think that is because she destroys downtown London with a thought. Um, <laughs> yes. And she controls like rats and birds and spiders. And she's in Tom All Cruise's mind. All of which I realize were super, mummy powers. Yeah. Like <laughs> she, she, she can do things. Her powers are really, um, are really ill-defined and seem really powerful. And the only way that they're able to trump that is by making Tom Cruise a god so he can beat her. And she also that, has that power where she can like she whispers to, like a spider at one point and it like goes off and possesses someone, yeah. which is something that would come in and handy she can in several other zombies. points. But she only does it at one time. Yeah, yeah. And she can raise zombies. It's uh, she can basically do whatever. And mm. and again, their only trump card for that is oh well, Tom Cruise is a god now. Mm. And I feel that that as we mentioned that in the first half too, kind of lowers the stakes for all future movies because now you've got. Tom Cruise, the god, tooling around who can yeah. just drop in at any time and raise someone from the dead I think, or, I just thought or smack down a bad guy. So is there – I feel like there – that should be gone. Like he shouldn't become a god at the end and maybe her powers should be toned down a bit so that she is super hard to beat. She is a Dark Souls boss, See, but, she is, yeah. but she is beatable if you know how I, to do I like, it. I, like, I kind of like the idea of the, of the twist that somehow like the hero is connected to the villain and you know, is, is she's like kind of manipulating, being manipulated, like Nick is being manipulated by, by her. Oh, I definitely like the mind but, control but stuff. I, but I did, but I didn't like it. But what I kind of thought didn't like was that how, yeah, she's obviously super duper powerful, but somehow her goal is to just is to and you know if you want to put like you know that spin it's like her goal is to find the man in the movie so the man can become more powerful than she is rather yeah, that than, was rather than just like taking all the power for herself yeah. especially considering her motivation in the past seems to have been she wanted to be pharaoh yeah, yeah. She wanted to be pharaoh. and so the so way she the was future, going to do that was by making someone else more powerful than yeah, her. yeah. that was and plus yeah. like she, when she comes back in the future she seems to be continuing with this, the same plan even though there isn't really like a, anything for her to rule anymore yeah, yeah. Like, because egypt yeah. is gone mm. yeah so yeah. maybe she should have re rethought what her plan was yeah. and decided to rule England, I don't know, something. Yeah, yeah like, I think I think if you like, if you want to bring her power, like bring 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 her power down. But yeah, but I think if you eliminate that little that little plot of like, if I stab Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise with the magic knife, he becomes the English or Egyptian the devil, because just like no, let let, let her let her be the villain. Let her. Yeah. I think I think she, she was robbed of that, being like, no, I'm I'm the person you have to stop. I still like I still like tying Tom Cruise to her with the mummy's curse, having yeah, yeah, having yeah. the. The curse is totally part of the mummy mythos. You keep that in. Yeah. Um, and I still like the idea of him having to do self-sacrifice at the end, yeah. maybe, in order to stop her. 
But uh, and I would definitely not kill her because if you want to do a shared universe, you want to have your monster team up later on. She's going to come back, right? Yeah, so yeah. get her back in her tomb and get her sealed back up by the end of the movie. What if by uh, Tom Cruise killing himself, she sort of like becomes like a normal person again, or no, like or like still like a, a mummy with powers, I guess. But like the evil within her is gone. Or even and maybe like, and maybe Sophia Battelle can just continue being the mummy. Yeah. Or even if like because he dies in the plane crash, right, and gets brought back, so maybe just have like his like being still alive is tied to her thing. So like if he defeats her and kills her, then it means that he dies because yeah. her power is yeah, gone and it good. takes him with her kind of thing. Oh yeah, they're tied you together. I mean? Yeah. In, in it's a kind of her curse that well, brings it back, right? So if, yeah. if he gets rid of her, now he's like, okay, I somehow have to stop this evil. But it'll kill me doing it. Yeah, uh, I'm toast. Yeah, and but conversely, he is effectively immortal so long as she's alive. Yes, yeah, which allows you to do some Tom Cruise stunts. He can do some crazy stuff and <laughs> yeah. survive it. That's amazing. Was oh, it, why didn't they do that? Did Actually, they, that's... was it. Was it properly established that like does Tom Cruise have superpowers in this movie? Well, he does at the end. Well, he does at the end, but when like, he becomes but after, a god, but after he gets revived. And he's, yeah, like, that's the thing I was wondering. Is like, fighting is he? A, yeah, can he die? He certainly that, gets or? the shit punched out of him yeah. and seems to be okay. So. Yeah. Because like, he's in the ambulance crash and he survives fine, but then Jenny's in the ambulance too and she's fine as well. And she's yeah. not immortal. So I'm like, can he die again or can he not? They never really tell you. And he holds his breath for like 20 minutes. Oh. Yeah. 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 That's common in Tom Cruise's movies. We're would, discussing that on the drive would over we, here. So, would yeah. we, so, if, so if we take the path of, of this is now a, a monster superhero movie, do we make part, part of the mummy's curses yet that, that yes, he's immortal? Well, and there, there's something else. Therein actually lies, uh, lies another question. Um, tonally, how do you fix this movie? Like, do you do you want to make it maybe a little more R-rated and go with a more of a horror movie, a horror action movie? Do you mm-hmm. want to keep it kind of PG-13 and go with a more superhero-y route? Because the movie can't make up its mind. Yeah. So obviously yeah. we have to make up its mind for it. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually think, like, a, like at, least a, at least a shared universe uh, in an R-rated setting it would be something different. So if that's what they want to do, maybe that's the road to go. And we've we've seen already that R-rated movies are doing perfectly fine at the box, yeah. o- o- box office. I I agree. Actually, I think they should have gone with more more horror action. Yeah. Than kind of superhero. Yeah. Plus, well, if, I think if I... your plan later is to bring in like Dracula and the Wolfman yeah. and stuff like that, like there's Dracula's hard to do PG thirteen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, you could do it, but it's going to well, suck. It's, it's been done, but yeah. it's been done. Well, poorly. And I think yeah. you, I think you probably would have to do that even just to separate it from the, the previous Mummy movies because the previous Mummy movies were, were were basically just pulp. They were pulp, good old fashioned. You know, oh, it's very pulp Indiana Jonesy. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah they're very camp. They had some camp tube and some fun. They were very lighthearted. So I think if you're if you're going to say no, no, this is really not detached. That you kind of you have to kind of go like yeah. You know, make it make them action horror movies. Well, especially because they literally call it the Dark Universe. So yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe go a little darker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one thing that I was thinking about with uh, in relation to their their shared universe idea is that at the end of the movie, Tom Cruise um, becomes a character who has you know basically two sides to him. He's got his the demon set side to him, and he's got his his light side, you know, which is the Tom Cruise side. But that's the same as Jack Dog Hyde. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to have two characters that are essentially the same, which seems dumb. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think they should do that at all. I think that's a bad idea. How do we? How do we get Jenny more involved in this movie so she's not just well being she, well for one thing we like we mentioned before we'd start the movie off with with her and Tom Cruise like and like maybe the we start the movie off with her decept like her being deceived and stuff like that so that's a start. Uh, also. Because we don't have the monster hunting society there. She becomes our expert on how to defeat the mummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's okay, yeah. she's the one with the knowledge, but Tom Cruise is the one who has to act on it. Yeah. And therein, th- that also gives them more reason to interplay with yeah. each other. Yeah. I would actually not have them be like a romantic thing. He like, because Tom Cruise is like, he's like his whole, his arc in this movie is that like he's the piece of garbage and that he learns how not to be a piece of garbage. Right. Yeah. Sort of. Somehow. Uh, <laughs> so I would, I would actually like hat, like have him, like maybe have him sort of like think that there's something going on between, between them. And he's just like a smarmy douche that doesn't deserve, you know, to be, uh, be with her or whatever. <laughs> and then just like at, at the end, just like have him realize like, Oh, like he saves her life, but he's just like, it doesn't have to, it yeah. doesn't have to be in, in like a romantic way. He's yeah, just yeah. Like, he's just fine with yeah. just saving his friend instead, instead yeah. of 
Saving a love. Do we keep uh, Nick the common the comic relief character? Nick from New Girl. Uh, yeah, maybe. I think you do. I think if you're taking the militariness out of out of out of him, I think that allows him to have a little more free reign to do some stuff. Yeah, the one thing I thought would be kind of neat is like if we're trying to reinforce that um, Tom Cruise is kind of a piece of garbage. Like maybe have um, him actually die in like his sidekick die uh, when. It's, sort of his it's his fault when uh he dies somehow yeah you know if it's you know as a result of him freeing the mummy or or what you want to however you want to do it but that's sort of like in the end because she because jenny's care like she calls out says there's goodness within you or whatever and that was sort of like reinforced like he's kind of a piece of garbage and then at the end he pulls off this massive sacrifice to Mm. save her kind of thing right yeah and it, you know, I think it just reads better if they if, if we see more of him being a jerk in the in, to begin with, and if and and if he's if he feels guilty too, like if there's a if there's a if there's a impetus to him wanting to change, you know, yeah, because he allowed his friend to die, yeah, yeah, and feels bad about that, yeah. which also gives him impetus to bring his friend back at the end, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, although but, we, we wouldn't be able to do that because in our version of the movie, he's not a guy, <laughs> so his friend is dead for good. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, friend, you're dead for good this time. Yeah. But I think you probably just have to like establish just that little more of that that repertoire first because it's basically just them yelling very early in the movie. Mm. So it's they almost like approach it like you already know them and you don't because it's just like oh come on be fun uh, I don't want to go but then you know all of a sudden like, two minutes later in a firefight. So yeah, and then five you, minutes later you're dead of spider bites. Would you guys change? Yeah. Would you change the setting from Iraq to like I don't know. Egypt. Anywhere else? <laughs> well, <laughs> y- if you've got a mummy, it's got to be something Egyptian. And yeah, in moving that, it to the Middle East was, I think, just maybe their way of tying in the military thing. I don't know. So I, maybe yeah. you could move it. Yeah. I mean, I get. I I, I like the idea that like it makes sense that that because they were trying to imprison this uh, former princess, right? Mm. That they would move her far away from Egypt before they buried her. So I didn't mind that idea. It's just like, I don't know, the, the whole Iraq time and kind of, and, and, you know, every movie has to involve, you know, uh, ISIS or something like it in some way. And yeah. I'm really tired of seeing that. <laughs> I really would appreciate if they would stop doing that. We could even tie it back to like, uh, I think you mentioned earlier, Scott, about having him, uh, you know, work for like uh, Halliburton or something out there. You could even have him being like drilling for oil and they just find this tomb while they're drilling with that. You know I mean, like, it wouldn't even have to be like a military thing. It could just yeah. be like, yeah. I mean, if you have to set it in Iraq somewhere, you could do it that way, rather than you know. Doing the I mean, there's other, I mean, there's yeah. other northern uh, uh, African countries you can go. You don't necessarily oh, yeah. have or to even, go to Mesopotamia yeah. or even mid-African countries. They could have gone anywhere else in Africa, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That would actually make, they could have gone. You know, if it, the tomb could have been in a jungle somewhere, and that would actually be really interesting to it, see, like a, an rather, Egyptian tomb in a. It would like in a, a, jungle, in a yeah. place where you really wouldn't expect it. I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah. Here's a question: <laughs> uh, Do you keep Tom Cruise? I'm fine with Tom Cruise. Are you fine yeah. with Tom Cruise launching this this little universe, assuming that he'd be back. Well, I just said I wanted to see Sofia Batella as the mummy going forward in the monster universe, so I don't really care. Whatever. <laughs> I, I think maybe because the movie seems to want. Uh, Tom Cruise to be a, a like a younger character, then maybe you're probably looking for more of a Chris Pratt type or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, who's I, that? Who's the guy playing Han Solo now? Um, oh, geez, I don't no. know. I think it was that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one can remember. I guess, and I guess the I guess the reason the reason I asked that is is because you have, um, you know, you uh, you I think if you're Universal, you want you want the the star of these shows to be the monsters, right? Like direct. You know, we can say John about Chris Pratt, but this, but the star of Jurassic Park is or Jurassic World is the dinosaurs, and it's that's that's their thing. It's the dinosaurs are the stars. Mm. They just happen to have some other actors in them. So you know, so do you take so you, do you strip Tom Cruise out of this and just say, okay, we're just going to put in some other handsome Hollywood actor? It's like, okay, now you're the guy. And is well, that- especially considering if you're talking about star power to anchor your series, you've got Russell Crowe, yeah, as Doctor yeah. Jekyll, yeah, yeah, uh, who satisfies your monster requirement as yep. well yep. uh being the big stars so you don't you don't really need someone else when you've yeah. got russell crowe you've got russell crowe yeah yeah i think i was listening to the slash film cast when they were discussing that um star power is sort of like a thing of the past with movies like yeah like you don't you don't necessarily need 
a triple A actor no. to be in your movie for it to gain a, a you know make a billion dollars. And you look mm -hmm. at you know you look at a lot of movies like uh, Star Wars, um, the this Han Solo movie, the, the new Spider Man, the Rogue One, all these movies, yeah. and, or Rogue so, One especially. Like there's like. Forrest Whitaker, right? And I think that's kind of like he's well, probably even, the biggest name in that. Right? Even Guardians of the Galaxy, when I think about it, didn't yeah, I mean, have anybody. Time, didn't right. have like a yeah. mega yeah. star. So it's, it's all about making stars, as opposed like making people. You know, like no one knew yeah. who Tom Holland was. And, that's, and, that's, and, that's, and that wasn't, by the way, meant as a slam against Chris Pratt or Zoe Saldana no, 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 no. or yeah, no. uh, any of the other people who were in that yeah. movie. But I mean, yeah. at the time when it came out, yeah, I mean, the main star was the guy from Parks and Rec, not even the main character in Parks and Rec, yeah. like a yeah. side character. Like yeah. that was his biggest credit at that point, yes. Yeah, yeah. so so I kind of wonder whether, whether like, I think even kind of going into the movie, it was kind of like, okay, they're redoing The Mummy, Kaya, you have my interest because I like the movie. It's like, but now it's like, no, it's a Tom Cruise movie. And that like, automatically makes you go, huh? uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so that's why I'm wondering whether, you know, just but Tom Cruise might have been a detriment. Yeah, well, and there's and there's 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 something just there's a report suggesting that he actually had a lot of creative control in the movie, like basically from um, start to finish. Now there there's so. a fair question to be asked here, and I've seen it asked elsewhere on the internet. Is that the studio throwing Tom Cruise under the bus in order to try to save face? Possibly. Going forward with their shared universe. Yeah. Or did Tom Cruise actually, like, step in it when he came on and threw his weight around on set in yeah. order and, and ended up ruining the movie? And yeah. I think there's maybe a fair argument made for either yeah. way. I did, I did read a story that sort of suggested that he, he came in and, and changed quite a bit in the... Uh, the movie sort of took a different direction after he got on board. Yeah, which which and and, and if that's the case, it's like, well, I, my answer would be like, duh, you got Tom Cruise, yeah, who's, mm -hmm. who's in the business of making Tom Cruise movies, yeah. So you're not going to hire Tom Cruise, be like, okay, just read this script and you know, I don't know. I mean, like there. Tom Cruise actually has a pretty good track record. Like even yeah. even some of his movies that are, that aren't that don't make a lot of money are still pretty okay. Like well, like Oblivion wasn't that bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow is great. That he is has a lot of creative control Tomorrow, on that Mission Impossible, which, too, which oh, is yeah, on yeah. DVD yeah. as Live Die Repeat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and a lot of his other smaller movies, um, um, like the that, the first Jack Reacher. I hear the second Jack Reacher is kind of a piece, a piece of garbage, but the first Jack mm -hmm. Reacher is fine. Yeah. So no, I just it's just a thought. Like I, I, yeah, I would, a, I think it's it'd a be, fair question. It would ask. be neat to see someone else. I have no idea who he'd put in there, but I think that would be the point. Like, but the, this could have been a star making turn for somebody. Yeah, exactly. and yeah. and especially if it was a character you wanted to continue to use in future movies. Yeah, mm -hmm. in your shared universe, then it could have been a star. In the long run, it'd be a lot cheaper because you wouldn't have to pay well, yeah. if you're because you're not star. paying Tom Cruise yeah. money yeah. to the guy. You sign him to a contract where they get you know yeah, whatever three hundred thousand for the first movie, and then they're they're you get an option on them for the second couple of movies and then you've signed them for three movies at cheap so yeah. i guess like you say too like just even the act of casting tom cruise like makes a statement about <laughs> start that again <laughs> but uh, like you said um even just the the act of casting tom cruise kind of makes a statement about where like their intentions for the movie before yeah. they even make the movie you know what i mean like because if they cast like you know some 20 year old that you never heard of who's a really good actor then it's like that's kind of what marvel does like sometimes you know where they just yeah. say like you've never heard of this person before but they're really good Whereas, like, this is, like, when you cast Tom Cruise, it's immediately saying, like, we're just going with, like, the old school kind of standard Hollywood template. Thing yeah, it's, it's the difference between this is going to be a Tom Cruise movie mm. and, oh, they've cast Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, <laughs> to be yeah. in the Mummy movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I mean, when I think about other movies already that they've announced for this shared universe, like, they've got Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man. And I know a lot of people were just immediately like, oh, well, I'm going to be skipping that movie. Yeah. Because they're they're a little Johnny Depped out. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's kind of the same thing. It's like, well, you've hired this name actor, and people know what to expect when they go to see a movie with that actor, and mm. that's going to color their impression of that movie before they ever see it. Yeah. And plus, like, presumably it's leading to some kind of big Avengers team-up movie, which at the moment is looking like it's going to be all 60-year-olds. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> another thing. Is that, things, yeah. Like, it's... if they're continuing to make these movies going forward for the next 10 years, Tom Cruise is going to be in his 60s yeah. by the end of it. Yeah. Same with Johnny Depp. He's 50-something now, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, so... By the time this becomes a thing, they're all going to be, like, 65. Exactly. It's going to be, like, the... Uh, it's going to be the geriatric monster yeah, squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. It's going to be the Expendables with, like... CGI monsters in it. Yeah. Which is not, actually, I would watch that. But yeah. So maybe yeah, but, it would have been wiser to go with younger. If it was a comedy, you wouldn't watch it if it was like, like watching 65 year old Tom Cruise trying to act like Taking it seriously. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. 
There you have it. So uh, how do you think we did? Do you think we made some decent fixes for this movie? I think there's definitely some inroads that we made into making a better movie. Made a dent? For for thinking about it for 15 minutes and then recording (laughs) a podcast like a bunch of assholes and being like, we're better than every other screenwriter out there. It did just just give me one quick thing that could make a big difference too. Brendan Fraser cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Where was that? Yeah. Or uh, uh, who's the other one? It was um, the other lady actress. Rachel Weisz. Rachel Weisz, yeah. Or both of them, really. They could have been tourists in the British Museum. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think what's interesting People is, love that, dumb is, that, is, that, is that this movie has actually just kind of exposed like that everyone actually loved the previous Mummy movies. Yeah. Like, oh, this, I the old ones were so great. I don't know if I liked all, all of them, but I definitely liked the first one. The first? Really? I thought the, I first the first and the second. The second like falls the apart one. at the end, but the the, the, the the they're generally fairly solid. And mostly it fall, the second falls apart at the end because of the... Awful, The Rock uh, yeah. computer. Oh, yeah. Remember, remember how that. badly animated that and was? And the third one fell into the trap of let's add a kid character for comic relief and that kind of... Oh, I, I didn't even I, see I, the third I, one. Because Rachel Weisz isn't in that one, right? Pretend that yeah. the first two were the only two. Yeah, That's well, basically that's, my rule of thumb on that one. Works for me. Yeah, But uh, yeah, the first one's definitely pretty good. So go rewatch that Mummy movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe people are already doing that. They're like, oh, I like the Mummy, but that movie seems like it's a piece of shit. So I'm just going to yeah. go, go yeah. on Netflix and go watch the other <laughs> Mummy. I do think, I do think though, this like this movie does hit the, the I have some notes sweet spot is that there's actually a good movie in here. They're actually not that far from it. Yeah, it's somewhere it's in there. It's just a couple. It's just, you know, just, just like tight yeah. and bolts. It could have been a home run, but instead they fouled it out. <laughs> yeah. Big <laughs> Yeah. Big time, big time, I think, big time. I think we have to dig a little bit further on this one than we usually do. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, let us know what you uh, if you guys saw the mummy. Let us you know what you, let us know what you thought. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, we've also uh, we're also posting these things in the fix the fixing movies Reddit. Uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, if you have any comments, please let us know. We'd be happy. We'd be happy to hear your notes. Uh, we, we, if you if you've bothered to go see this, if you if, if you if you if you either a paid money or b you've used a you, free movie. Gift I'm just realizing now that maybe this uh, this episode's not the greatest for SEO. <laughs> like if, if you listen to this a year from now when the mummy's on Netflix and yeah. you've just seen it, please write and tell us what you thought. Yeah, and also let us, uh, let us know if there's any movies you want us to review. Also, let us know what you thought of this uh, this type where we just actually go to a new movie, then talk about it without even thinking about it, other than the getting. Uh, stuck in traffic driving uh, thanks for listening thanks for spending some time with us uh, go watch some good movies and uh, yeah. and keep watching the skies and watch out for Tom Cruise because he's probably sprinting right by